This is The Art of the Suit. I am Dawn Klatsko, brand building coach. Thank you for joining me to share ideas, insights and interviews to help you build your commercial or personal brand. In this episode, I'd like to challenge the thinking around the idea of passion as a driver for success. Do you have a passion for what you do? Is this an advantage or a potential obstacle to success? Well, listen in to find out more. I think I have a good fix on where my passions lie. One is certainly about sharing my knowledge and experience as both a successful businesswoman and a coach. And I use it to drive my energy and help me overcome the mental block that so many of us experience when thinking about putting our ideas and visions out to the public. But this is about you, and the question is, can passion be your downfall or your ally? To get your head into the right space, think of a person, scenario, story, or anything that embodies the concept of passion. What comes to mind? How does it play out? For me, a classic embodiment is the story of Romeo and Juliet. It's a story filled with promise, dedication, determination, and a single-minded focus on achieving a common goal. On top of that, the motivation makes such good sense. It's a brilliant solution to bring peace and unity between two areas of conflict. The story includes a number of obstacles along the way, but also a few good supporters ready to take a risk up front. It shouldn't come as a surprise to you that when I interview entrepreneurs and business leaders about the core motivators for believing their businesses would succeed, they list their passion amongst the top three drivers. Add to this the number of motivational and business-focused books, articles and talks that promote this as an absolute necessity, and it may seem that I'm challenging a fundamental tenet of business success. But because of the potential impact of passion on your business, it's important that you take a step back to ensure that you enjoy the benefits without it creating damage. My preference for first developing a sound strategic approach may be perceived as a mood killer. But the truth is that if your idea cannot withstand the pause, it probably was a weak idea to begin with. And a weak idea amounts to a temporary infatuation rather than a lasting love. In the interest of going the distance, let's encourage a more rational approach by asking a few critical questions. First of all, what is passion? Do we truly understand the role of this in business? And can it be more of an enemy rather than an ally to your ambitions? And finally, what do you do if you're not sure you've got any passion? So what is it? Having an inquiring mind, I cannot resist investigating the origin of words. We so often use them far too glibly and don't do justice to their intended meaning. This word has an impressive lineage. Its roots are found in Middle English, Old French and Late Latin. The Latin passio, chiefly a term used in Christian theology, was used to describe the suffering of Christ on the cross. Powerful stuff. Unpack it further, and the Oxford English Dictionary offers a variety of explanations. As a strong and barely controllable emotion, 
a state or outburst of strong emotion, and of course many relating to the more obvious affairs of the heart. It doesn't take an analyst to immediately spot the inherent dangers this could bring to any business. Consider these. There will certainly be a fair amount of suffering in any business, whether you're a startup or a well-established corporation. But what you definitely do not need are barely controllable emotions, reliance on only occasional outbursts, or for that matter, any one aspect of the business that is all-consuming, unless, of course, it's a drive for excellence. So the next time you, as a manager, business leader, or interviewee, consider emphasizing passion as a core value, think carefully about the context and clarify how it fits into the picture. This should be acknowledged as added value or an asset, but not your central driver. Next, let's consider if we truly understand its role in business. When setting out our goals, we can easily lose sight of the basics that provide a sound foundation for our plan, and instead we become distracted by the shooting stars. This is not to say that you should only focus on the theory and factual information, because this can also lead to you start doubting yourself, your instinct, or your talent. This is where passion in business has a role to play, To illustrate the point, think back to one time or another in your life when you've fallen madly in love with a person, a cause, a sport. It should be something that, at the time, you believed you could not survive without. Think about that all-consuming feeling that not only occupied your mind for most of the waking hours, but also appeared to have the effect of raising your heart rate with every thought. That state of being generates a unique focus that would unquestionably be an advantage in business or the pursuit of a goal. When we experience that depth of feeling about something, it's incredible how many qualities it can bring to the fore. You become extremely resourceful, even cunning, finding every possible way to overcome any obstacles that stand between you and what you desire. The barriers may include finding financial resources, overcoming geographic distance, resolving the inconvenience of diaries, and negotiating time demands with family and friends, you name it. Passion also has a tendency to help you overlook shortcomings, perhaps becoming far more forgiving than usual, and convincing yourself that the pursuit is worth the effort because your view, as the originator, is one of perfection. In short, you fall blindly in love with your own idea. There are many more emotions and behaviors that I'm sure you can recall. What you need to do is recognize that this is part of your inherent skill set and make it work to your advantage. It can fuel an energy and determination that will pull you through adversity. It will make you more agile, calculating, competitive and resourceful. And importantly, in business, the strength and self-belief and helps to maintain a positive attitude and keeps the drive levels high. So what's the problem? Can passion be more of an enemy than an ally to our ambitions? The possible downside is that you can become so enamored of your idea that you do not see the potential pitfalls and shortcomings. 
We have a tendency to be easily blinded by our passions and even more so by a brilliant idea that you are convinced will have lemmings rushing back onshore. Allow me to share a personal experience to illustrate this. I am addicted to travel, every aspect of it. And this led me many years ago to learn to fly. This is a very expensive pursuit and I surprised even myself at how resourceful I became with the aim of building up hours and conversions to bigger and bigger aircraft. However, the reality of what it would actually take to become a commercial pilot in terms of finance, time and career prospects resulted in me running out of steam and the end to this dream. Fortunately, not while I was midair. How often have you listened to a friend or a colleague talking with passion about their new business idea or venture and you've immediately seen glaring weaknesses and potential disasters? Rather than immediately denigrating your friend's newfound love, you may have tried to ask a number of gentle roundabout questions in the hope of them seeing the potential disaster themselves. Or to avoid ruining a perfectly good friendship, you may have elected to give a non-committal response and walk away saying a silent prayer. I recall that my family and many friends ventured onto this dangerous turf when I was pursuing my wings. When sharing your vision, bear in mind that your audience may be going through this anguish. Rather than inviting conflict, be kind to your friends and to yourself by introducing a level of self-challenge before others do. Do as much groundwork and research as you can. The web is your greatest unemotional ally and case studies are abundant. Next, turn to leaders and top performers in that particular field. If they are truly successful, they will welcome questions from a new entrant and you may be surprised at how much information and guidance they will share, in particular if they sense your determination. My suggestion is that you also probe what sacrifices these top performers have had to make to realize their dream. Passion, regardless of how strong, is no substitute for a sound plan and clearly defined strategy. Having considered all of the factors and calculated the risk, if you're still convinced that your ambition is feasible, then go ahead and dive in, even if it is a heavily contested sector. The fact that you have this trait will be to your advantage. Finally, what do you do if you're not sure you've got passion? When it comes to business, there's no little blue pill that has been invented to aid passion. Well, not yet. So chemical enhancement is not the answer. The reality for most people, especially in today's tough economic environment, is that they are not sure whether they are passionate about the work that they do. Often the truth is that you are just hanging in for dear life because you have the challenge of paying the bills at the end of the month and on top of it you have a fetish for imported Italian shoes. With this as your backdrop, you then go for an interview or are faced with your annual review with your line manager and you're asked the question, are you passionate about this line of work, your job, this industry, this company? Of course your brain is on high alert and your pulse has increased because you quite rightly suspect that this is a loaded question. If you are approaching this challenge as a potential employee, 
here's my first bit of advice. Do a convincing job of persuading the person across the desk of your commitment to pursuing your career path and doing what it will take to be a top performer. At least this isn't a lie. And while you've skirted the issue of being passion deficient, you will now have the opportunity to find out what it will take to excel while taking care of the bills at the same time. Then as you go about developing the skills you need, here's a useful technique that a top professional cyclist once shared with me in order to improve my cycling performance. As a footnote, I really have to preempt this by sharing that I never, ever dreamt of becoming a professional cyclist. I am nevertheless extremely competitive and desperately wanted to improve my personal best time. She told me to find a spot on the road, a short distance ahead of my front wheel, and to chase that spot relentlessly. Focus was key, and she cautioned that I avoid being distracted by the competing cyclists around me. Of course, the spot never gets closer. As I achieved the milestone, I would set the next spot to chase. This is a very practical technique for goal setting, and at the same time, you can apply it to your career or business objectives. Start out by focusing on the aspects where you can truly strive for excellence. Don't get distracted by the competition, and when you have one particular skill under your wheel, move on to develop the next. Perseverance is key. Being the best you can possibly be will contribute towards your reputation and pay the bills, while you continue to expand your horizons to hopefully find what it is that truly excites you and ignites your energy on a daily basis. So there we have it. I hope I've given you enough of a kickstart for you to ask yourself those key questions. What is passion? Do you truly understand the role of this in your business? Can it be more of an enemy rather than an ally to your ambitions? And finally, what should you do if you're not sure you've got passion? At the end of every podcast, I will recap on the core takeaways that are worth remembering. I call these my crib notes. But before doing that, I would like to share a different point of view on this subject. I welcome different perspectives because the business of business is not a perfect science and there are always situations or cases when you should remain open-minded to different thinking. A very close friend of mine happens to be a highly accomplished businessman in the tech sector and was a founding partner in a groundbreaking company with local and international listings. His success continues today as a venture capitalist primarily in the same sector. When debating the role of passion in business, he shared a fresh perspective. In the tech sector, startups are at the leading edge of thinking, with no past performance indicators or criteria against which to measure the projected potential of the business. As an investor, he advised, he specifically looks for evidence of a high level of passion in the startup team. The reason being that it takes this level of absolute blind dedication and desire to secure traction for a brand new concept. His view is that passionate founders bounce back quicker when faced with adversity 
and will embrace the challenge of finding new ways to keep their passion alive when they fail. Passion leads and money follows in this scenario. Having listened through all of this, you may have reached the conclusion that the potential influence of passion is not your issue. Rather, the issue is that you don't have passion for what you do. The reality, as many of us have discovered, is that even though you have taken on the challenge, perfected the skills, and would receive a glowing review or a healthy balance sheet, you may find that you still don't feel the raised heart rate, the energizing desire to pursue another day in the same field. This is where you meet or hear about people who've completely reinvented themselves and set out on a new road, sometimes much to the surprise of those around them, and fortunately, very often with great success. You may one day find yourself becoming a part of this group of people, with an overwhelming dose of passion cursing through your veins. When you reach that time, remember to push the pause button and recall the story of Romeo and Juliet. But still, it's a very exciting space to be in. And I would encourage you to revisit the following crib notes, take a deep breath, get perspective, do your groundwork, and only then send the flowers. Here are my five passion crib notes. One, understand the meaning of passion and use it to maximize your opportunity. But don't think it in itself is sufficient to drive success. Two, Identifying passion for yourself or in others as part of building up a team can provide you with an added competitive advantage and carry you through adversity. Three, don't allow passion to blind you. Before diving in, force yourself to investigate and challenge the concept. The web is your best ally and contains a wealth of information in the form of case studies, opinions and best practice guidelines. Four, don't hesitate to ask leaders, top performers, professionals in the field about what fueled their passion and what sacrifices they have had to make. This will provide you with an excellent framework before you commit. And five, if you don't feel passion for what you do, don't beat yourself up. Focus on achieving excellence in each area of performance that will build you into a top player. As you achieve each milestone, and savor the rewards, you will build a passion for the game. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and that it will help you find a rewarding passion. If you would like to benefit from more ideas, insights and interviews that will help build your commercial or business brand, please like and subscribe to The Art of the Suit.